Blog Talk Radio. Kettle might have the answer. 
Uh-oh. What you think, Kevin? Pass the buck. <laughs> I knew you guys would come my way. <laughs> no, then you guys, that was a red wine movie. Uh, I'm Excuse going me. right to Kettle. Because I think um, kettle, kettle with the yellow top got the answer. See what I'm saying? Um, Where do you think that short fuse is coming from with different different scenarios? No matter where you are, you know? But if somebody in the store... Maybe they just letting loose because we've been in the pandemic for the past couple of years, so it's like oh no, I'm not. You know, they just letting all this energy out. That's that's where it comes. That's what I say it comes from. Uh, we can't keep blaming it on the pandemic, but it's like yeah, uh, I'm not. Yeah, I think the cutoff you know, for the pandemic, pandemic for me is just like a stamp on the bread. You know, I think that done expired. I'm not. I'm not giving that no more alibis. On. I mean, I know the courts and everything got to catch up with itself with the pandemic and all. But as far as people is concerned, people have ripped their mask off long ago, and everybody is kind of free willy these days. So, you know, I'm just wondering why everybody is just so uptight. Well, so, maybe, maybe you maybe you said it. I mean, it's, it's probably always been there. You know, it's just coming out. You know. Uh, you know, as we always say, Donald Trump has brought out the the best in everybody or the bad in everybody. Everybody, you know, it's 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 open season. It's okay to, you know, be that way. It's probably always been that way. So now all of a sudden, hey, I, I don't have no reason to hide myself. So they really showing their true colors. So maybe that's what's going on. You know, maybe. But uh, yeah. Unless it's something in the water, <laughs> you know. Well, if it's Nothing in the water, on. it's in the water, the air, the food. It would have to be yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Somebody I, said to I, me I, that they, they they think they pumping something in the air. I was like, it wouldn't surprise me. Shit, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> um, well, yeah. I think I think that there's. I don't know. I, I think you made a good point, but I think that there's something going on with people's uh, inability to contain their anger. It seems like, you know, everybody has always had anger over whatever it may be, but it feels like people aren't even trying to, to keep it in now. It's like if you get pissed off about something, they're ready to just go act out on it. You know, it's like nobody's filtering themselves. You get angry, you go out and hurt somebody, go get a weapon, kill somebody, or go fight somebody, blow up something. You know, it just seems like the the violence level has just gone like beyond through the roof. So I don't, I, I feel like it's a lack of filtering and containing ourselves. I don't know how else to say it. It's like, you know, people don't know how to keep the lid on. I don't know. You remember that story of Pandora's box? Once you open the box and let all the evils out, you can't put it back. So going back to what you said about Trump and people feeling free to say, okay, now we can just be who we always were and don't have to hide. So maybe that's part of it too. People feel like I'm going to be me, I'm going to say what I want, do what I want, and I don't care. You know, let the chips fall where they may. 
Either way, it's too much. What's your take on it, Papa Didi? I'm just amazed with the way things are today. Everybody is just... I, and, and I tell you, I, I, I do just the opposite. If I'm in Home Depot somewhere and, and people are rushing to get in front of me or to, to do this, I just kind of just stand back and watch. You know, I really have no... I have really no aggressiveness to do anything in a hurry, you know, because I have nowhere to be. So I'm like, why am I, you know, and I try to start my day early so I can get ahead of stuff, you know, especially on the weekends. You know, if I got something to do on the weekend, man, I'm out the door at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you know, mm-hmm. to be done by 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I, I don't know the last time I ever dealt with a Saturday afternoon crowd. That just ain't my thing for me to walk out the house at 2 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday is ridiculous because everybody is just, I mean, the conscience level is just so, you know, and then you got the irresponsible level on top of that. You know, people drive like maniacs. I'm going to talk about this later on. They drive like maniacs and they don't have no insurance on their cars, you know? So it's like catch-22. So, but like you said earlier, Kettle, I think that uh, Trump has unleashed a whole array of uh Pandora's people. box. Yeah. Yeah. Let the cat out the box and it's not going bad. But all right. Now that was a good opener. Uh Kettle, you ready for the rundown for the uh tonight? Uh, yeah, I just wanna add one more thing with that. Now I see um I guess when we were when I was younger and I thought, well, why, you know, the older people always out early. You know, something you just said, Papa. You get out mm-hmm. early, get your, get your things done, and you're in. It's like, because yeah. after a certain hour, it's like things start to happen. So mm-hmm. I understand now why the older crowd is like, <laughs> let me get myself out the way and let me get out these young folks' way. So I'm, yeah. I'm to a point where that's what I do. I, I used to, was not a morning person. But now, mm-hmm. hey, if I got something to do, I'm going to take care of it, like you said, Papa, early and get it out of the way. Because by the time I get home, seems like 12 or 1 o'clock, things have started to go on in the news, you know. By 3 o'clock, it's, it's something that's been gone down in the city. So I'm like, mm-mm. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so I just wanted to add my two cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You guys are ready? Ready, ready? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Fire it up. What you got? All right. What we got tonight? In focus, unfortunately, mass shootings still on the rise. Also, five fired uh, Memphis police officers indicted. And also, Ticketmaster gets grilled over Taylor Swift concert fiasco. Our cocktail of the week is the Japanese cocktail. What's popping with Papa Didi? Of course, we are delighting it up with our weird news. A&W announces polarizing bear mascot will now wear pants, okay? Company offers $1,000 to eat cheese before bed, and aggressive turkey causes chaos in Minnesota neighborhood. I'm just saying with red wines, you got a surprise for us tonight. Love for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up, um, and uh, the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with uh, In Focus. I wasn't ready. 
Hey, this is Redwine, just doing a few promos for the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. You know how we do it, PJs only, no clothes allowed, and I was just trying to get this done. Hey, Redwine, are you talking about the Pajama Party, where we talk about hot topics, movie reviews, living for the city, and what's popping with me about eating? I know you yeah, guys are not doing this spot without me, Carol with the Yellow Top. Did you tell everybody that um, we, they can reach us at apajamaparty.com or call us live, 914-803-4306. Check us out on Twitter, and don't forget to kiss us. Okay, now is the time for me to sing. Oh, oh no, me, 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 me. we don't have time for all that. Oh, she could sing. Aw. Let's get back to the show. Hi, welcome back to the John Party One Who's Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Oh, my darling. And it's time to go in focus. And Kettle is in first position tonight. <laughs> As usual. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, short right. straw. Yeah, you got the short straw. So, it's, what's your in focus tonight? I know, there's so okay. much going on. What are you focusing on tonight? Um, unfortunately, the the same song and dance, I guess, you know, the mass shootings. Um, we haven't even finished um, the first month of the year. Um, we got about, what, three more days to go, and all these mass shootings have occurred. Um, this is how many mass shootings there have been so far this year. There have been more uh, shootings than days. So far this year, more shootings than um, this point in any other year since 2013. Uh, CNN is tracking mass shootings in the U.S. using data from the Gun Violence Archive, a nonprofit group formed in 2013 to track gun-related violence. That's sad. These statistics, things that we have to track. Um, So both CNN and GVA define a mass shooting as a shooting that injured or killed four or more people, not including the shooter. Here's how 2023 compares the previous years. Um, there have been more mass shootings 2023 so far. Um, there have been 40 mass shootings in the United States so far, um, the deadliest since the Uval uh, massacre in 2022. Um, that was one of three mass shootings in California over a three-day span in January. So um, January 24th was three deaths, one injury. This was in Red Springs, North Carolina. I never heard of Red Springs. The 23rd of January, Oakland, it was one death, four injuries. Um, And that same day was uh, Half Half Moon Bay, California, and Chicago, Illinois. Um, The 22nd of January, it was three more shootings. no one died, but it was all injuries in uh, Louisiana, Mississippi, and um, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And uh, the 17th was uh, Houston, Texas, with four injuries, but no deaths, thank God. And Sanford, Florida, that name, that that city sounds familiar. Isn't that where the uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Trayvon uh, Martin. Right, the Trayvon Martin incident happened. Um, the 16th of this month, they had one death and five injuries. So, uh, oh, 
this is just crazy. I mean, January is not even completed yet, and we have all these shootings. Um, I guess it goes back to the same thing. Where are these guns coming from? You know, are they dropping them on a train or something, and they just grabbing at them, or, or what? What's going on? I mean, what's, I, I don't what's, know. What's, what's your take on it? Well, I did hear a statistic that there are more guns in the United States than there are people. Now, that's Jesus. frightening. Yeah, yes, think about that one. How is it even possible that there are more guns than people? I don't I don't understand. Like, how many guns do we need in this country? But it seems like, you know, people are just collecting and amassing weapons. For what purpose? I do not know. But then you have all these, you know, different killings going on. There was a stuff happened just today, or was it yesterday in, I think, Jerusalem? You know, there's stuff going on, not just in the U.S., but, like, more so in the U.S., but I don't know where all these guns are coming from, what people are doing, what what is happening with all of this murder. I, I don't understand it. It goes back to what we were saying at the top of the hour. Why is everybody so angry and so violent? I don't know. These kind of statistics look like, you know, it's just going to keep going. The numbers are just going up. And like you said, Cattle, this is just the first month of the year. How is it more mass mass killings than there are days in the month? What's your take on it, Papa? You're kind of quiet over there. Well, I just kind of feel like, you know, it's the world is getting beyond itself. You know, like I said, Trump is really the, and I blame it on him completely, the person who made the world feel like you can do what you want to do and get away with it. But a lot of these people that broke into the uh, the Capitol, they're finding out that that's not the way. And these jokers are going to trial and they're going to jail. They're going to federal jail, being it was done on a government institute, institution, which is, uh, you know, Federal jail is a lot cleaner than a state penitentiary, but still, they're still going to jail, you know. But um, I think what what everybody's saying, the Second Amendment, all these people say, oh, yeah, my right to bear arms. Yeah, you can bear arms, but the the guns are just going out like crazy. I mean, people that have guns responsible, I'm not talking about them per se, but the other people that just getting a gun just to say, I got a gun. You know, and it's just getting out of hand. And it gives some people like an unforeseen power where they think they, you know, you'd be surprised who's walking the streets nowadays with a gun on their hip. You'd be very surprised. Well, you probably won't be surprised. So I don't start nothing with nobody. Them little arguments you get into, nah. Mm -mm. Well, you remember, um, I think it was, I believe it was last year where a guy was in his house and somebody came up to his door or something like that. It was a a black man came up Mm -hmm. to the door for some other, I mean, legitimate uh, purpose. And this guy just misinterpreted it, felt like he was threatened or something, and he shot and killed this guy. 
because they got the racial stuff already going on. Yeah, I'm like, how? Why? Why are people feeling that threatened? Where you look out and see there's a black man on my doorstep. Let me get my gun so I can shoot him. Instead of let me find out what does this person want. Instead of seeing black man, how about I see a person? There is a person at my door. Let me find out what this person is asking or needing. And then determine, is this a threatening situation, or is it somebody who was either at the wrong house, needed help, you know, whatever the case. But some people just jump to the conclusion, like that guy did. And now that brother died for nothing. Yeah. But it goes back to people having too much easy access to guns and being gun happy, too quick on the trigger, I, it, something's got to yeah. be done. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Just too too quick with the trigger. My thing is, okay, you have a right to bear arms, but I think we don't do enough education as far as um, how to use a gun, how it should be used, how it should be stored. Um, I have to say, when I if I watch these uh, gun shows and stuff like that, and they are Caucasian, I'll put it that way. They're using those guns for training, or they're using those guns for a sport, or they're using it for um, a competition. Now, black folks out here, they want to go shoot them up, bang, bang, but half of them don't know how to use a damn gun. That's the sad part. You want to have the right to bear arms, but you don't know how to use a gun because you're shooting innocent people out here. You know, so, you know, you want to carry a gun. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, though, is it really lack of education of how to properly use a gun, or is it lack of consideration of other people? Is it lack I mean, of being lack able of education. to make a good decision as to when should I use a gun? That's not well, education. Think about it. Well, these people, the people that are, are using the guns, they're 14, 15 years old. They don't know anything about no damn gun. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah well, you know, you're talking about these kids out here with guns. Yeah, yeah you have they don't know anything. True. I have a friend of mine who's a a gun enthusiast. He uh he has a few guns, but he goes to the range on a regular base, you know, which will mm-hmm. get him more familiar. Which will get him more familiar. But what he's doing, this man is no killer or nothing like that. He's a responsible gentleman in society, you know, both him and his wife. And uh, mm-hmm. and they go to the range. Most of the time when I talk to him, I'm at the range, leaving the range, going to the range. And that will give the two of them more familiarity of knowing what it feels like for that bullet to exit that gun. And to know how much power it does have and how much power that gun. But people that just got a gun and they going to go out on the lawn and shoot somebody. For, I mean, when that bullet comes out of that chamber, whew, you better know what it's doing in some respect. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. every time you pull mm-hmm. that trigger on that gun, that could change your life, you know? Innocent mm-hmm. bystanders going through people's houses. Mm-hmm. You know, unless somebody got a brick house where it's ricocheting, but a lot of these houses out here are... Uh, what do you call that stuff? Aluminum siding. Oh, yeah. Aluminum siding will go right through. So. 
Oh, there was a case just a couple of weeks ago where two women were in the back seat of an Uber car. Mm-hmm. Somebody was shooting, and this was in D.C. Somebody shot a gun, and the bullet went through the car and shot these two women. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, they didn't die, but they were injured. And they had nothing to do with whoever this person was, none of that. They weren't in the middle of it, had nothing to do with it. They just were bystanders going wherever they were going. Somebody just, like like Kettle was saying, shooting a gun. And these two women ended up having to go to the hospital to deal with a gunshot wound. Hmm. Yeah, but a lot of these guns on the street now, these kids that have it, they're, they're burner guns, just like burner phones. And, you know, the sad part about it, the interesting thing about it is that everybody thinks they're a gangster as long as they're doing the shooting, but when somebody's pointing the gun back at you, that's what shows whether or not you're going to piss your pants or not, you know? Mm-hmm. A lot of these young boys are out here, as long as they're the aggressor, they're doing the carjacking, they're doing the robbing, they they know when they lift a gun in the convenience store that the person going to lose their mind and just start giving them money because people got lives, you know, and children and grandchildren and and all that jazz, and they look at that fear, and they think they're getting over. But if that person goes behind that counter and pull out a gun now and point it back at your ass, and you suddenly are 15 years old, you know, and now you're looking at your life, you know, crossing in front of your face. So what do you do when the gun's pointed back at your ass? That's what the, that's what the, the question is. Yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, let's go to the next subject right. here. I think I'm up here. Yeah, uh, you're up. Well, first of all, they they ran this tonight. I didn't see it. I really don't want to see it. The video of the uh, five police officers in Memphis, Tennessee, that uh, ambushed that gentleman. And I use the word ambush because, like I said, I didn't see it, but the man was unarmed and it was a traffic situation. And all of a sudden, whatever sparked off, you know, somebody hit the gentleman and all of a sudden all five of them just joined in doing what they do. And uh, I, I could probably give more of an insight if I would have saw the video which just showed nationally a couple of stations went into breaking news to show it. But uh, not only I caught it late, but I really don't want to see it. Uh, he was right down the street from his mother's house. And he was crying out for his mom, you know, as most people would do in most cases when they're in an adverse situation like that, the last minute of their life. And um, as we know, it was five black men. You know, five legitimate black men. They lost their job. They're going to be charged with second-degree murder. And uh, so five, now they call them former Memphis police officers, were charged Thursday in the death of, uh, his name is, uh, was it, uh, Tyree Nichols? Mm -hmm. And booked into the uh, Shelby County Jail. Okay, former officers, uh, last name Bean, Hanley, Smith, Martin, and Mills, they're all charged with one count of a second-degree murder, aggressive assault, acting in concert, which means they all were like nobody was being the good cop saying, all right, man, we whooped his ass enough. Two counts of aggressive kidnapping, okay, two counts of officially misconduct, and one count of official um, oppression, court record shows. And they're also... uh, detaining and let go a couple of the paramedics claiming they moved too slow on the, on the situation. Oh. They came up there like he was already dead, just load them up like, all right, well, yeah, let's load them up. Nobody administered no 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 CPR, no no anything. 
and he sat in the in the hospital bed and and died a couple of days later. So, um, so you know the whole situation with that is uh, when you look at it on the on the other tip, you can't think but number black on black crime, you know. And what makes these like we spoke on the beginning of the hour? What makes these cops? So, well, you know, cops have a level of uh, their own little egos involved. You know what I mean? They think that they carry that gun, they got some kind of power. But I don't think they walk the beak enough myself. You know, when you look at the world today, a lot of them are sitting there never where you need them. They never were adverse situations. You know, sometime I catch the train out of the uh, metropolitan area, a, a train that comes at like 4.45 in the morning. And I go to this station, there's no cops anywhere. You know what I mean? So I'm like saying, well, where the hell is the police? The one that works on the midnight shift, where is he at? Is he, is he visiting his little girlfriend over on his overnight shift? Or I, just, I just don't see him. And I may drive a mile to the train station, a mile or two to the train station, and I don't even see a cop as I'm going down major thoroughfares, you know, like on the side of the road. Don't you guys work? overnight, midnight to 8 in the morning? I mean, where the hell are you at? Are you hanging out at the at the donut shop or the do drop in or the Piggly Wiggly or the, uh, what's that place called, Royal Farms? or yeah, You know, where are you? Because I don't see you. You know, why do I got to call you when I'm riding the streets? I should see a cop somewhere. I see, I should say deer. I see deer, I see, uh, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm making jokes, but it's a damn shame that there's no presence. And then when there is a presence, a bunch of them team up together. I understand they worry about their life, but then for them to start beating this boy's ass like they did, five of them to just all just keep taking punches and uh, sticks and, and tasing. Like, yeah. when when did you think the brother was like, you know, did any of y'all think he had enough? What were all y'all thinking? Y'all just think, well, we just going to whoop his ass, you know. Fuck him, whoop his ass, fuck him, whoop his ass. Yeah, they pepper sprayed him. Pepper sprayed, tased. they beat him. Beat him, kicked him. I mean, it was just, it was an atrocity. He wasn't armed or anything. And, you know. So what did the mayor say about this, the mayor in Memphis? Let's see, it was also uh, a statement. Let's see if we have something on here concerning what the the, uh, the, my words are running together. I know she has something to say about it, so you'll find it, but I I don't know specifically what her words were, but I I know that there was a comparison. I just saw the chief of police, who was a black woman as well, I mean, this case yeah. is surrounded by black. That's who I mean. I'm sorry. I said mayor. I meant the chief of police. Yeah, I know what you meant. You're yeah, trying to throw me off. Anyway. No. She, she was comparing this to the Rodney King. Yeah, the chief of police. And the chief of police, you know, she's sitting there, you know, I mean, God bless her. She's sitting there looking all girly-fied, you know. But uh, she, she got to step help it She's attractive. No, I'm not. Well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, why are you right? What do you mean, my, looking girly? Isn't this my story? Oh, I'm sorry. All okay, right. Okay, this ahead. is my story. Anyway, hmm. what I'm saying is that now she's caught in the middle of her her situation. You know, you got decisions to make now. So now it's not about uh, you know 
anything, but uh, what are we going to do next? Yeah. You got the whole world protesting. You, you know, Memphis has been put on the map, and you're the chief. You know, you're probably one of the first black female chiefs there, I'm sure. Because you, you can see, and she got her little five stars on her, both of her lapels. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure if you got a five-star chief of police in any city as a black female, she's definitely the first. So now it's time to figure out yeah, what we're going to do. Up. What we're going to do next. What's up now? Because it's not about the brotherhood. It's not about mm-hmm. the black power or all that jazz. Them yeah. brothers did some the bad shit. The line and all that. Them brothers did some bad shit, and they did it to another black man. So I'm just trying to figure out. So, so stay tuned for this particular story because this is going to be deep. It's going to be real deep and real interesting because, you know, I, and, and being this black man, they ain't going to have no problem throwing them under the bus where there's been so many white cops that got away with stuff. You know, I mean, we can name person, dead, dead black man after dead black man where the white cop wasn't indicted at all. Yeah. So and that, that, that can go on and on. We can do a whole show on that. Because that, that's what the biggest controversy was on it. Uh, I was going to put my two cents in and say, uh-huh. you know, these black cops, they were fired instantly. But, you know, yes. the Rodney King incident, it, it took, what, a year or two for them uh-huh. to get um, exonerated. And then they still had jobs, I guess. I don't know. You know. Plus they moved that trial. That's my mind. They moved the trial to Simi Valley. They didn't hold a mm-hmm. trial in L.A. for their Rodney King right. thing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So it was just Crazy. a mess all the way around. It was. Yeah, it the was chief of police mess. was saying uh, in Memphis was saying that this was even more horrendous than the Rodney King ba- beating. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was a total lack of humanity. So she definitely was not trying yeah. to defend these cops. Well, I, I also think. She was think, saying this was ahead, horrible. Sir. This was, you know. Like I said, a total lack of humanity, and, you know, they were trying to, like, deal with it quickly, you know, to handle the situation. Um, Of course, cities in Memphis and all over the country are prepared for possible protests, and some protests had already begun before we came on the air. And, of course, you know, his mother, Tyree's mother, is asking everybody, if you're going to protest, Please be peaceful. Don't go tearing up stuff and, you know, acting up, burning stuff down, because that's not what her son was about. Right. Well, they were getting ready for um, indecency, you know, all over uh, these major black cities. You know, these people, you know, just tired. (laughs) That's why you get tired. You know, people are just beating on other people. But it really surprised me that black on black like that. That was crazy, yeah. but uh, it happens. So, and I'm sure when you yeah. go on your job, you know, people are talking about it now, being as black cops and all that. But I swear, mm-hmm. when I was working, you know, I go to work and where it was a white cop that killed a black man. White folks wasn't saying shit about it. The mm-hmm. one evening you couldn't get no, you couldn't get no conversation in the uh-huh. conference room or the or the, mm-hmm. the lunch room or nothing. Nobody mm-hmm. said anything because. They see the dividing line, but I'm sure now, oh, man, Monday morning, hey, what do you think about that Memphis thing, you know, saying to the black guy, mm-hmm. yeah, look, I know, you know, no disrespect on you being black, but what do you think about that Memphis thing? Yeah. You know, like, man, get out of my face. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, we're going we're gonna to definitely well, follow up on the story. I just wanted to add one more thing. Now, I know at least one of them, 
possibly more of these uh, ex-officers already has lawyers, and they're pleading not guilty, you know, to basically say where their defense is that they weren't really like the culprit or something. But I still say just like, you know, in um, George Floyd's situation, if you were there and you did nothing, you're still a culprit, in my opinion. If you could have stopped it, if you could have said, hey, that's enough, back off, if you could have done something and did nothing, aren't you still like an accessory to the crime? So, you know, for them to lawyer up now and talking about they're not guilty or they're pleading not guilty, I'm like, all right, good luck with that defense. But you were right there. I don't know where the the beating had to take place and why. I mean, out of five people, that's five sets of handcuffs, right? Yeah, you, over a traffic you, stop. You could have you handcuffed his ankles. You could handcuff his ankle to his leg and his ankle to another leg. I mean, his ankle to an arm and ankle to another arm and just had him looking afflicted if you're trying to stop him from doing yeah. something. But it's just, you, And Tyree it, was not a big dude. No. He's a skateboarder. Yeah. He's a kind of a thin guy. I don't understand why it took all that. I also think, you know, lastly, I think that the, those cops need to be drug tested. You know, they should have been drug tested that night that it happened. Mm. He was in their system. You know, he was in their system because yeah. them, they were young brothers. And, you know, who, who's to say if they're not, you know, smoking some weed or fucking with some mushroom or some opium or or, or even doing a couple lines of coke. Who, who the fuck knows? I mean, these these are or young drinking, boys. You know, or drinking, exactly. You never know what's going on because cops walk around nowadays like they the kingfish. That they, you know, they they, they the man. They, they got it going on. Fuck it, I got the gun. You know what I mean? Chicks love the long ball. You know. Yeah. Because you never you know. You know the ego they got. They, they're some egotistical they alpha male. It's cocaine. You know, you just get off of that and feeling like mm-hmm. I got all this energy. I got to do something. I'm going to whoop somebody, you know. But all right, we're going to move on. Yeah. Now, I want to talk about Ticketmaster. Mm-mm. You know, they got grilled. Oh, boy, did they get grilled over this whole thing with the Taylor Swift concert fiasco. Uh, the lawmakers got on them. Uh, they grilled one of the top executives of Ticketmaster's parent company, Live Nation Entertainment. This happened Tuesday of this week after the uh, the whole service inability to process orders going back to Taylor Swift's uh, tour that left millions of people unable to get tickets. And this is going back to last year when all that happened. So during the three-hour hearing, Senators Press, Live Nation President and CFO Joe Birch told and some other witnesses on whether or not the company was too dominant in the industry, thereby harming rivals, musicians, and fans. And what did they do? They blamed it on the bots. They were like, oh, no, it wasn't our fault. It's those bots. You know, bots are like those automatic um, uh, autobots or something that can go out on the Internet and, you know, put in request or something, it's not an actual human. It's more of a, like a robot. So when the tickets for Taylor Swift's five-month tour went on sale back in November, there was heavy demand that, of course, 
just basically shut down the whole site. Fans got all worked up because they couldn't get tickets, and Ticketmaster couldn't resolve the problem. And subsequently, uh, they canceled some of the uh, ticket sales to the general public. And their reason was extraordinarily high demand on ticket systems and insufficient remaining inventory to meet the demand. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan trying to get a ticket, what are you supposed to do with that? You're like, oh, we got too many people trying to get tickets, so we got to shut it all down. So if you just didn't move fast enough, it was like you snoozed, you lost. Lost. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So Ticketmaster said we were hit with three times the amount of bot traffic than we have ever experienced uh, in the middle of all this unprecedented demand for Taylor Swift tickets. Now, first of all, if they don't know anything else, anytime Taylor Swift does anything, the demand goes through the roof. So I don't know why they were acting like they didn't know. So I, to me, that's a bullcrap excuse. But anyway, they said that the bot activity made them have to slow down and even pause some of the sales, which led to, you know, a negative consumer experience. And, of course, they said, we deeply regret the consumer experience that ensued there too far. But, of course, the people didn't want to hear that crap. So then uh, this CFO went on to reject suggestions about the dominance that allowed for the fees to go up so high, talking about um, citing data from the market intelligence from Polster that showed that Live Nation, now check this out, Live Nation, their parent company, controls about 200 out of the approximate 4,000 venues in the United States, which is roughly about 5% of the venues. The venues controlled by Live Nation sets the fees that are consistent with the other venues in the marketplace. So you basically have Live Nation who has venues, they're selling tickets, and it's like, how are you selling the tickets and you got the venue? You got too much control going on in this whole entertainment industry, and then they still want to act like it's not a monopoly. If that's not a monopoly, I don't know what is. Now, this guy, Jack Grozinger, who's the CEO of SeatGeek, which is another ticketing company, mm-hmm. he says that many of the venue owners fear losing Live Nation concerts if they don't go through Ticketmaster or their services, and they argue that this company has got to be broken up. He says that Live Nation controls the most popular entertainers in the world, and they route most of the large tours, and they operate the ticketing systems, and they even own most of the venues. So they got the whole thing on lock. They got the the entertainers, the venues, and the tickets. That's a triple situation. He says that the power over the entire live entertainment industry allows Live Nation to maintain its monopolistic influence over the primary ticketing market. I don't know how companies like, uh, what's the name of it? That's one of the companies I hardly ever hear the name of, SeatGeek. I'm like, SeatGeek? I don't even ever see SeatGeek selling tickets. 
So you've got, you know, this woman, Kathleen Bradder, she's with the American Antitrust Institute. She's saying that Ticketmaster is a very traditional monopoly, and she told the lawmakers that the lack of competition in the live entertainment industry results in consumers having to pay higher prices. Well, we've seen that. If you just look at how much are these tickets for concerts, especially if it's one that goes through Ticketmaster or Live Nation, look at the extra fees. You buy a ticket, you see a concert, and it says tickets are $80. That's already a lot. But then if you go through uh, Ticketmaster, by the time you finish paying for the ticket, that $80 ticket is now almost $100 because they got all these extra fees and stuff up in there. It's not right. I hope that Congress can do something to bust it up like they busted up uh, Bell Atlantic when Bell Atlantic was holding down everything for telecommunications. Ma Bell. Ma Bell. Bell Atlantic had everything, and all these other telecommunication companies couldn't hardly, couldn't even get their nose in the water because Ma Bell had it locked down. And then Congress said, enough is enough. FCC, all of them got together and said, bust it up. Make it fair. Let everybody play. But they're not doing that with this entertainment stuff, and it's not right. I'm going to put Live Nation and Ticketmaster on the kiss it list because y'all some greedy bastards, and you need to stop trying to get everything. But that's all I have on that story. Mm. Greedy bastard. <laughs> okay. That was a good one. Yeah, that story's got a lot um, of subchapters, so we can really stretch further and further on that. Well, I'm putting them both on a kiss it list. Ticketmaster and Live Nation. Mm-hmm. Greedy bastards. But I didn't I didn't realize that they had um they had merged a couple of years ago or something, right? Mhm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they they, they kept it on the low. By the time we right. all realized that it, it was done, over and done. Yeah, because you you were drawn to um, one site. Because I'm thinking that they're two separate entities, but they're the same. Ticketmaster exactly. and Live Nation, you know, because you have yeah, a Live Nation site and you have a Ticketmaster site. Yeah, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but they, entities, they, but, uh-huh. Right, they're the same, but they but they work. They both work together. But Live Nation is the controller of it. You know, when you yeah, ever got a merge like that, one controls. Like for example, you got Sprint and T-Mobile. Now you don't hear anything about Sprint too much anymore, do you? No, you sure don't. Right, but they they exist. They're they're a unified company with T with T-Mobile, but T-Mobile is the dominant force. So you'll hear a few things about Sprint, but you won't see no Sprint stores anymore out there, you know, because T-Mobile done brought all that shit up. Unless, I mean, I'm not with Sprint, so maybe there is some Sprint stores that still exist. But uh, it's always a, a good cop, bad cop when it comes to a merge. The one that got the most money is the bad cop, and the good cop is sitting back now with no control. But the name is still there. So Live Nation didn't want to put the name uh, Ticketmaster on the back burner because people of a certain age, that's all they know is yeah, Ticketmaster. People know that name. They know that name. So, But Live Nation right. came in with the attitude. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. You know. I'll tell you something. Well, that's for, that the, I, that's I was, for the younger generation. Well, 
I, I had to laugh when I was watching the Daily Show one night this week. Wanda Sykes was hosting, and we, she was talking about it. And she said, in her opinion, they need to get rid of it altogether, shut it down, and let people go back to standing in line to buy tickets at the venues like they used at the to. Box at the box office. At the box office. Yeah, let people stand out and get frostbite and stand in line for days or whatever. <laughs> she said she lost. She said I lost two toes trying to get tickets to Johnny Gill, and I would do it again. <laughs> but that's the way it used to be. You stand in line at the box office. When they say tickets go on sale at noon, you had to be there. Well, she's talking about people, too, of a certain age. but Yeah, well, that's what she was then, saying. She was yeah, saying if you get I, rid of all of this digital buying tickets no, online but, well, and just you got to go to the box office and get your tickets, then you don't have to deal with all of this where well, they can't are get, buying out tickets where nobody can get them now. American yeah. Express got a whole block of tickets. That's right. Live Nation got a whole block of tickets. Hey, friends. And now can't nobody else get what only what's left. Mm-hmm. If you go back to the old left. way, old school way, you'd have to go and get in line and get your tickets. Well, you know, see, I don't know. That's I, the I, point I, she was making. I will talk, I'm going to talk about it a little further just so we can move on in my, in All right, my uh, I'll move on there. thing there. But, um, but I ain't mad at her. But okay, <laughs> we'll move on. Wow. Uh, are we taking a break or are we yeah. going to the cocktail? I think yeah, we, we need a cocktail yeah. to that one. It's up okay. to y'all. Yeah, we can take a break. Okay. okay. Take a little break. Take a break. All right. Bring All, right. Back. All right. The vote is we go to the break, and then we're coming back on the other side of the break with the cocktail of the week. It's the Pajama Party Show. You know. This is the Pajama Party coming to you live. What's on your mind? Call us on 914-803-4306. Got an opinion or just want to say hello to the crew? Hello! You know what to do. Call 914-803-4306. If you just want to listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the banner in the upper right corner. But if you want to talk to the crew, you need to call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It's nothing but fun and a pillow fight every Friday night at the pajama party. And remember, PJs only, no clothes allowed. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Bartender, another round for the house. Thank you, darling. All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of those Papa D.W. Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonus swat, darling. Woo, it's time for Kettle. And this week's Cocktail of the Week, 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 Week. <laughs> All right. This is an interesting cocktail. This cocktail is the Japanese cocktail. Never heard of that one, have you? The Ooh. Japanese cocktail was invented by Professor Jerry Thomas, who was considered, quote-unquote, the grandfather of the bartending world. It first appeared in his famous 1862 bartending guide, How to Mix Drinks. Hmm, interesting. That's a long time ago. Um, all right. 
uh, ingredients are two or two and a half ounces of cognac of your choice, uh, one and a half ounces of freshly squeezed lime juice, uh, a half an ounce of, um, I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, ogurt syrup. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Um, one dash of um, aromatic bitters, a lime peel or lemon peel for garnish. The um, ogurt syrup is uh, almond-flavored syrup, uh, milky syrup uh, with almonds, water, sugar, and orange-flavored water. Interesting. Hmm. So um, we're going to gather those ingredients, pour the ingredients into a cocktail shaker filled with ice. We're going to shake it well, strain into a chilled cocktail glass, and garnish with lemon or lime peel. And serve and enjoy. That is the Japanese cocktail. Ooh. All right. Wow. That sounds really good. The okay. Japanese cocktail. Okay. Mm-hmm. Something new and refreshing. I like it. I was going to say Konnichiwa, but I can't remember. Is that thank you in Japanese or is that Chinese? I think that is Japanese. Uh, uh, Konnichiwa. You want to have somebody calling in? Like, uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, okay. If I'm wrong, call in and let me know. 914 803 430. It's Konnichiwa. Thank you in Japanese. Oh, sorry, call. I am the Wiggum. Okay. Call me all right. Okay. You, <laughs> Papa Didi. Going back into the jam. All right. Uh-huh. Papa Didi. You know what I'm going to ask you? Mm. What's popping? What's popping? All right. You need to hold on to your seatbelt. Uh oh. Wait. Let Uh-oh. me strap in. All right. Because I'm up. I'm, you know how the president gives the. Uh, <clears throat> I put my good suit on tonight with my nice blue tie. Uh oh. And I'm going to talk about the State of the Union. Uh Uh-oh. This is the State of the Union address. All right, bring it. Okay, I just want everybody to see for a minute just what kind of world we're dealing with right now. Now, we as Americans have, ever since we lost our true leaders, we've become fucking peasants, man, to everything out there. Mm. Everything out there in the commercial base, along with Google and everything out there that's like dedicated to duplicating and replicating and filling your box up with this and this and that. We have to look at some time and hope that at some point all this shit comes to a screeching halt and we get a fresh start. Because I I think that's really what we need right now for our pockets, for our life, for our credit. For everything going in the world, everything needs to slow down because the one thing society does is they keep the ball going. You ever notice that shit? They keep it going with all kinds of shit. Like, for example, I'm pissed off like hell at Liberty Mutual, okay? Now, I got these motherfuckers, and I'm going to say motherfuckers because that's how I feel about those motherfuckers. I said it three times. I got them motherfuckers for my car insurance and my homeowner's insurance, Okay? Now, all I see on the commercials for them is that crazy-ass white guy with them dumb-ass glasses and that fucking animal, that bird. What is it called? Emu? Now, you can't do shit else with my motherfucking premium money but make that bullshit-ass commercial. Are you serious? 
Every time I look at it, I fucking cringe and say, damn, even people got progressive. I feel sorry for you with that bullshit, with flow and all the other shit that they do. But that same old bullshit. Then you got Geico with the motherfucking gecko, the fucking little talking little four-inch fucking joker. And this is the kind of shit that we being neutralized to. All these little characters and characteristic jokers that are just blowing our mind every day. And then when you step out the house, what you got? You got big box shit to deal with. Then you got that monopoly. You got Costco. Fucking Nate Costco to moved out the other joint. What was the other joint that used to be around before Costco? Remember that one? Uh, what was that first one in the mix? Uh, help me out, you guys. Oh, what was gosh, the first big box store? If, if if I tell you, I'm going to tell you my age. Sam's Club. Sam's <laughs> oh, yeah. Club. Yeah, they're still around. No, Sam's it, Club. It was, one be- it was one before that. Well, yeah, well, I'm, yeah I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not really trying to, you know, follow, but I'm just saying, Sam's Club, mm-hmm. they got, you only hear about Sam's Club too much anymore, even though they exist, mm-hmm. but Costco then, then moved in the mix with that shit, and then you got, um, you got the other place, uh, Restaurant Depot. Mm-hmm. They taking all the fucking spatulas from everybody, so you can't buy a spatula no fucking way. But them motherfuckers, okay? Then you got Home Depot and fucking Lowe's that got all the nails and the screws and the nuts, okay? So you can't even have a, a mom and pop fucking hardware store nowhere anymore, okay? Then when it comes to electronics, we used to have Radio Shack, which would have everything from soup to nuts or whatever you needed to get anything fired up. Now, in order to get a goddamn battery, you got to order 25 of them motherfuckers from Amazon. I don't need 25 AA fucking D batteries. I just need two or three or four. But when you go in the store to get four AA batteries, how much are they? 16 fucking dollars. So where are we today with all this shit? Then here's another thing. T-Mobile got a thing out now where you can get the internet in your house for $50. I look at a commercial, and already Xfinity is competing with T-Mobile to shoot them down because they see T-Mobile came in with a legitimate price that somebody can afford, and now the Xfinity commercial with the little kid that says, you know, I'm a nerd, blah, 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 blah. You're going to sex me. Oh, I like that, blah, 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 because they had got a T-Mobile Internet joint, and now Xfinity is trying to knock them out of the box because their, their router is only 50 bucks. A month. But Xfinity and Verizon, they going to charge you $20 just to rent that motherfucker every month. How about that? So they trying to knock T-Mobile out of the box, and all they doing is selling the router. So the big jokers and came after them. You know, Xfinity not even going after Verizon no more because he knows that Verizon is not their competition no more. They're both sharks. So they're going after the little motherfuckers that are coming out of the ground. How about that? Wow. So what I'm saying in a nutshell is that we as people, not to mention the Netflix and all the shit you see on your cable TV, man, do I got to run them jokers down? Roku? You name it. Netflix. It goes on and on and on. Amazon. Peacock. Fucking no cock, little cock, big cock, whatever. You know what I'm saying? All these different programs that's on there. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Think about it. All this shit that's going in your wallet, going in your wallet every damn month, and you try to figure out, well, what the fuck? 
what am I spending my money on? And then I'm walking around Home Depot just to find a roll of duct tape. Damn. Oh, that's on aisle 41. Take the fucking escalator up to the fucking 12th floor <laughs> to get a roll of tape. And in all actuality, you know, I mean, I'm just saying in a nutshell to think about it for a minute of where we are in this world and what we're doing and all the shit that we're contending with just to buy and do simple stuff. Isn't that crazy? Mm. I'm going to leave it alone. Think about it. Okay. Think about it. It's getting rough out there. Think about it. All right. Yeah, you're right, Papa Didi. I can I don't like going in those big stores. You try to find one little thing, and you'll be running all over the place trying to get it. It's a mess anymore. And it ain't no mess. Might come out without it. They know it's a mess. And they're making a fortune off us, and we we as American people need to for stop fighting each other, stop battling one another. We all need to get together and figure out what we're gonna do to shut some of this shit down. Because some of our heroes are still living, Martin Luther King and other strong motherfuckers that really was guiding us in the right direction. A lot of this shit would never, would never got off the ground. That requires a level of unification that we Which lack we right now. We do not have. No, we don't have it. Sorely lacking. And, and the Republicans make sure we unify them. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of forces fun. making sure. Yeah. But can we lighten it up right yeah, now? Yeah, let's lighten it up. I mean All right, Kel, we're going to lighten it up. <laughs> okay. You're going to get off the soapbox. Yeah, yeah we're going to take, take the bricks off of that load, lighten it up with the weird news. I got one for you. This is another crazy one. A&W announces polarizing bear mascot will now wear pants. This is the fast food chain A&W. They jokingly put a tweet out about their mascot's clothing choices, and apparently Fox Business uh, Network didn't realize it was a joke. Now, this happened Tuesday. A&W Restaurants announced on Twitter that Rudy the Great Root Bear would start wearing pants. If you ever seen their little bear that's been their mascot, like, for the longest time, he's a bear, and he wears, like, an orange shirt, sweatshirt or something, but he doesn't have on pants. So they put out this tweet as a joke and said, okay, Rudy's going to, we're going to put pants on Rudy. And they did it based on some of the controversy that's recently happened over the M&Ms. The whole thing about which one of the, I think the green M&Ms, they took off the go-go boots and gave her sneakers, and people were tripping over that. People were saying it's the woke mob and all this stuff. <laughs> so, so. Because that's wrong with I know. It's wait a minute. Crazy. I know. I, I know it's that. I, I know the brown Eminem had fucking stilettos on, right? Oh, they already the got the eyelashes and shit. They you took almost, those heels she down. Got the heels and the eyelashes. No, they knocked the height of the heels yeah, down. Yeah, they said this is they're the woke mob. Yes. They're the woke mob, and now they're coming out oh. with celebrities' pictures on it. Pictures of celebrities. That one girl from Saturday Night Live. She's going to be on it. Yeah, they're going to have. Um, Oh, gosh, her name just went out of my head. Maya Rudolph. Yes. She's going to now be the spokesperson for Eminem. And her picture's on. To squash all of this controversy over the talking Eminem. But A&W's tweet 
A&W's tweet said, this is just part of it, they said, America, let's talk. Since 1963, Rudy, the great root bear, root bear, has been our beloved spokes bear. We knew people would notice because he's literally a six-foot-tall bear wearing an orange sweater, but now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. I never saw it. So, yeah, I never saw him either, but... Anyway, and they were they went on to say just like characters like the pop and fresh doughboy, Chester Cheetah, the Geico Gecko that you just mentioned. None of them wear pants. They're animals. Come on, people. <laughs> None of them wear pants. So A and W social media staffers thought that people would realize it was all a joke. But it turns out Fox Business Network assumed the announcement was real and reported on it as yet another sign of the woke police cancel culture. So they jumped all over it, talking about cancel culture, run amok. Eventually, A&W felt obligated to clarify the tweet and say, hey, it was a prank, but that was after Fox put that out and said all of the stuff they said. So A&W well, first was there. of all, Fox is ignorant. They just stupid. Exactly. Yeah, they Nobody mm. else jumped on this like, oh, you know, it's the woke mob run amok and all that. Only mm. Fox Business jumped on this. So anyway, A and W Root Beer, uh, you know, Fox said that A and W Root Beer is the latest company bowing to the woke mob. But you know A and W was like, uh, it was a joke. <laughs> so, mm. Duh. Exactly. Oh, boy. Now, I'm probably don't have anything business. else to report on. No, apparently. So I'm going to put Fox mm-hmm. Business on the kiss it list for being stupid. Please yeah, That's my Thank weird you. news. Wow. Okay, I don't know if I can top that one. Uh, let me <laughs> see. Um, <laughs> the company offers $1,000 to eat cheese before bed. That's Okay, that's all I got to do? Uh, oh, a mattress reviewing website is seeking uh, study participants willing to get paid $1,000 to eat cheese snacks before going to sleep. Sleep Junkie announced it is uh, seeking five dairy dreamers for a study that seeks to address the commonly held belief that consuming cheese or other dairy products before bed leads to nightmares. We also want to look at if this is true, uh, do different cheeses, have more of an effect than others. Wow. The five um, chosen dairy dreamers will be asked to track their sleep and provide written evaluation of their sleep quality, energy levels throughout the day, and reports on dreams and nightmares after consuming various cheeses. Uh, We're also aware that uh, it isn't uh, just nightmares that can play havoc on a good night's sleep, so we wanted to see if there was a link between the different types of cheeses and other symptoms that can leave you feeling unrested. The study will last for three months. Applicants are being accepted through February the 10th. So if you guys are interested, hey, go fill our application. I have never heard anybody say eating dairy before you go to sleep causes nightmares. Have you ever heard that? No, I haven't. Mm -mm. Something new on me. 
No, I'm not familiar with that one. Drink them up. Any kind of dairy product before you go to sleep. That's what their whole thing is about. But okay, we'll move on. Put some coating on your teeth. Yeah, but they said they're they're studying whether or not it causes nightmares. But anyway. Well, you actually got to brush that shit off your teeth before you go to sleep. Okay, we'll move on. Anyway, um. Well, aggressive turkey causes uh, chaos in a Minnesota neighborhood. Now, this happened on January 26th, which is, uh, what, yesterday? Yes, sir. Residents of a Minnesota neighborhood said that they are under constant attack from an uh, increasingly aggressive turkey oh, that took a residence in the area. Really? Where the hell did it come from? Anyway, Richard Gross, Rachel Gross, excuse me, Said the turkey first showed up at the uh, mobile park, mobile home park, in Coon Rapids. Coon Rapids. Yeah, Coon Rapids. Okay. As part of a flock in November 2021, but the bird stayed behind when the rest of the uh, of his uh, cohorts uh, moved on two weeks later. Mm-hmm. Okay. She said the turkey has since become increasingly aggressive. Often attacking people and damaging cars and other property. Shit, shoot that motherfucker. Anyway, <laughs> this turkey attacks me. This turkey attacks me every single day. Follows me, goes up my stairs, try to get into my house. When I leave, when I leave in my car, it follows my car to the end of the end of the complex. All right. Neighbor said that children have to carry sticks when they walk to the school. Oh my God. Stopping the morning to keep the turkeys from uh, chasing them. Residents say they contact the Department of Natural Resources, but only uh, offered advice about keeping the turkey from finding food. They didn't come out to do anything. All right. It's not safe for anyone, including the turkey. So I would just like to be—I would just like to be relocated to a place. They were—they want that to be relocated to a place where there's other turkeys. And not be a nuisance to the people in the property. Yeah. That's what they're complaining about. The but, kids got to carry sticks. But it's only one turkey. <clears throat> so the solution is this here. <laughs> Here's the solution. Uh, oh, Lord. Now, What's the solution? Where is this turkey living, first of all? Anywhere he wants to, it sounds like. Well, when y'all wake up in the morning to do y'all business, where is the turkey coming from or coming out of? Hmm. He live in a in a in a... In a Abandoned area or whatever the hell, you know. Now, now, (laughs) here's another solution. What you see, Papa Didi getting ready to say something crazy. That's why he can't get it out. How far away is Thanksgiving? Uh Uh-oh, see, I knew that's where you were going. All right, now, what you do is go to Home Depot, right? Mm -mm. Get you one of those fryers where you can fry the turkey. But you got to, first of all, cut his neck off. You got to stick them in some tremendous boiling water, head down. All right, now, when you stick them in tremendous boiling water, head down by grabbing his feet, you need somebody to be there to pluck the feathers off his ass. You got to do that first. Back in the day, that was called cotton picking, chicken plucking, or feather plucking, you know. And then once you get the feathers off, then you get a little blowtorch, because now you got to send it. You got to get the little hair oh, that's left. Sounding like too no, bad. this is what they do. 
after you take the feathers off, you got little hairs that you that's singe with a little hand much. torch, and you singe it, singe it up. All right, then you sit in some water and stuff and get it. Well, I wouldn't do water if you're going to fry it. But uh, clean them up and everything the best you can. Season them up with some butter and everything. And then you hang them up for that thing, that trough, and you get your little peanut oil ready with your fryer. What you talking and you about, cook Willis? that. And you cook his ass. Okay. Well, if you don't anybody, want to eat them. Anybody who needs the rest of that solution, contact Papa Didi. Feed them to the dogs if you don't want to eat them. down and tell you. If you think he's tough they to eat. said this turkey is mean. I just don't imagine yeah, that he's, he's going to allow himself to just get caught. Okay. You put him in that hot peanut oil to fry, he's going to get real nice, believe me. <laughs> and predator. Okie dokie. That's my solution. Well, thank you so anyway. much. And that concludes the weird news for real. Oh, Lord. Well, if you ever wondered, now you know. That's what you do with a turkey, huh? Cook his ass. Okay. Oh, gosh, where are we? Oh, okay, I'm just saying. You ready for your segment? Or are you? Yeah, okay? I'm ready. Oh, my gosh. Now I can't get that visual out of my head with that turkey situation. But I'm going to try to get past it. Ooh, that was a lot, Papa Didi. Okay, I'm ready for I'm just saying. All right, here we go with uh, red wine, but I'm just saying. Okay, this will be quick. This is something that um, I read an article just today about film critics, and I discovered that uh, reading this article that 71% of professional film critics are white, yet they critique everything, including black-produced and black-centered films. Now, many of the black films are given negative ratings by these critics, and I wonder if it's because they really had issues with these movies or was it because they just didn't get it? I'm just saying, who has the right to critique us like that? Now, why aren't there more mainstream black film critics? That's what I'm trying to understand. Is film critiquing another one of those good old boy clubs that we're just not allowed to be a part of? Only 5.3% of professional film critics are black. So don't think that when I say 71% are white that the rest are black. They're not. 71% are white. Only 5.3% are black. So think about that for a second. The disparity between the percentage of black film critics is so vast is so vast and um, the cultural differences are so stark that a brother named Gil Robertson co-founded the African American Film Critics Association just to give black film uh, the excellence give to, I'm sorry let me say it again just to give black film excellence the flowers that the Academy the you know the Oscars Academy Awards never seems to recognize for black films. Now, you've got elements of humor, drama, and storylines that are very specific to the black experience and more than likely would be lost on non-black people. So how dare these critics take aim at black films and just shoot them down simply because it didn't ring true, real, or funny to them? 
I'm just saying, if you don't understand it, how are you judging it? Look at the recent movie of House Party. Now, I didn't see the movie, but the critics ripped it to shreds. Uh, I read where one critic said, even if you don't have anything else to do, take a pass on this movie. Now, I happen to know quite a few black folks who enjoyed House Party. And I'm talking about the one that was recently done. The, I guess you call it a remake. But people really enjoyed that movie. Black people enjoyed it. So that just shows that some of these critics don't necessarily know what the heck they're talking about, as usual. A lot of times when I see what a critic said about a movie, I look at it as the opposite because now I know these critics are not representing me. So when they say something is really bad, chances are I probably would have liked it. I realize that their job is to critique the movie. All I'm saying is that if you don't understand the material, how about you just pass on that assignment and give it to somebody who actually understands what they're looking at? I mean, who has the right to critique us anyway? Somebody who gets us. That's who needs to be critiquing it. My mother taught me that if you don't have anything nice to say, say nothing. You know, these these critics, they make it hard on black film producers and directors to get their films to do well in the box office because they rip it up so bad, they make people, you know, think twice about, oh, the critics hated it. Should I go see it? Oh, the critics said it was horrible. Maybe I won't go see that. But then they like all of these films that aren't promoting blackness. And those are the films that make all the money in the box office. And that ain't right. I'm just saying, if you don't know what you're looking at, how about you shut up? Let the black critics critique the black films. At least they get it. Now, if they watch it and say they had issues with it, at least I can better respect that. And I'm not saying that, you know, the white critics can't. I'm just saying, if you don't get it, then you don't get it. So... You know, I'm just saying, give the black films a break. Let the black film critics critique those films so that maybe they'll do better in the box office and then we'll have more black films get the big budget. Because that's what's killing us. We can't get Hollywood to green light stuff because the critics always say, all these black films, they don't do well. They don't make money. And Hollywood buys into that bull crap. So I'm just saying, you know, these critics have a lot of power, and it's not right. There's 71% of them are white, and they bash the black film so hard. So this is red wine. I'm just saying, if you don't know what you're looking at, if you don't get it, pass that assignment on to somebody else black who would understand the material. That's all I'm saying. Red wine, red wine, red wine. You did the damn thing. I like that. That was interesting because you were so right. And for so long, yeah, for so long, I mean, hey, this is why we're losing. And, uh, matter of fact, exactly. the Oscars are coming up. And that's why I'm going to get into that in, in my uh, Hollywood wrap-up, you know. Um, very good. Uh, I'm going to check it out. Hey. I see it's been, right. it's, it's, it was founded, uh, what, 10 years ago? No, 20, 20 years ago? Yeah, 20 years ago. Mm. And um, in uh, 2003, 
and I see that they got together with some other organizations like the Asian uh, American Journalists um, and the um, LGBTQ um, Entertainment Critics. They got together with three or four other groups, and they created this um, group called the Critics Groups for Equality and Media. So yeah. kudos to them. you got to yeah. do something so. to get some fairness. Yeah, because a, a bunch of a, I don't want to say they're all old, but I'm gonna just say a bunch of old white <laughs> folks critiquing yeah. all the movies. Enough is enough of that, right? But, but I right. say if you know if if you don't get it, you don't get it. How are you going to critique something that you don't get? Uh, somebody white cannot critique a black experience. You've never had it. Exactly. So. If you didn't live it, you don't understand it, and you don't get it. So, therefore, to you, it's not funny, or it doesn't seem real, or whatever, you know. You know what I've always said? Mm -hmm. What's that, Papa Didi? I've always said about that movie, Color Purple. The reason why that didn't win like it did is because it started off off too soft. Mm -hmm. I think when the critics saw that everybody was playing that little patty cake thing in the field when it first came on, that bored the shit out of critics. If that movie would have came on with a white man mm-hmm. fucking fucking a slave in a cotton field, mm-hmm. I don't you know think what I mean? Papa, I'm sorry. I don't, like that. I don't agree with that. I don't think so. Well, I'm just I'm just talking. I'm not I'm not. Right, well, right. wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm just talking. I'm not I'm not saying what it should have been because see, critics are used to seeing. During that time frame and all that, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger blowing up shit. Rocky knocking shit out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So when you come in soft like that, they like, well, where, where's the action? But then after, once you get past that soft area in the beginning, that movie was good as hell. Had fantastic, had fantastic acting, all kinds of fantastic shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever well, every character that, played their shit to the max, but I just I said in the beginning it, it, they don't they don't they don't know the black experience because if you think about it, a lot of quote unquote unfortunately slave movies or things of that caliber they don't get it or they don't want to get it. This is our history, or this is history, and what happened Never. in the color purple. Some of that was was part of history. I mean, look at oh no, I didn't segment. say the I whole mean, movie. I said know, the beginning. Right. The first five yeah, minutes was yeah. boring as shit. And if I'm a critic and I'm a no, white critic, <laughs> I'm sitting there saying, you know what? This is some boring shit. What is this shit? I'm not going to sit around for the next two hours. The movie did not come on powerful enough, in my opinion. It was a powerful movie, but in the beginning, that little first five minutes of that patty cake shit, that shit should have been eradicated and they should have came in stronger. They should have had a slave getting fucked by a white man in the field. Whoa, what the fuck? The, pow, pow, boom, power. <laughs> because I'm just saying, you know, it ain't got to be that graphic. Don't get me wrong. But you got to do some shit to wake up these critics. And take them, Woo, man. When I saw that shit was, you know, like I said, everybody got their opinion. But that's the one thing I take away from the color purple that made all the critics in the beginning say, damn, where's this shit going? Yeah, but anyway, that's just my opinion. All right. Anyway. Well, let's move on to uh, living for the city. What's um, happening in the city, Papa Didi? You know what? A uh, couple things. Let's talk about car sales. Oh, okay. That's another thing that's turning completely el wacko crazy. 
Okay, the price of these cars nowadays, shit, you might as well buy a house and live in that mother. I mean, it's crazy. I was looking at a car called the uh, Hyundai Palisade, which is their big SUV. That brand new jerker costs about fifty-five, sixty thousand. 60000 Now I'm trying to figure out how long you're going to give me to pay for this. And then you got the used cars. I'm looking at the used ones that are 2022 and 2021. And these cars already got 40,000 miles on them. And they're only one or two years old. Now, who the hell has been driving? I, I looked at like 10 Palisades of different places. And all the used cars got like 36, 40,000 miles. And it's a 2022. Now, I'm like, who the fuck put 40,000 miles on this car in one year? What the hell you do, drive to California and came back? And now you're trying to sell that to me. Now, you got to understand, too, that Hyundai's have a 100,000, 10-year powertrain, which means engine, transmission, you know, rear, 100,000 miles mm-hmm. for 10 years. Now, if I buy a car... With 40,000 miles, I ain't got but 60 left on my warranty. But you still want me to give you $40,000. And I ain't got but 60,000 miles left on my warranty. So if you're trying to sell me a used car, sell it to me for 10, 12,000 miles on it. Why the fuck am I buying a car with 40,000 miles, which is one year old? And the dealer be like, oh, yeah, that was a, that was a lease car. That was a blah, blah, Well, whoever it was, they was driving the fuck out of that lease. Where were they going? I mean, it's just, you know, mileage, I'm saying all that to say that mileage tells a story. Okay? Now, you can try to catch up with miles. You buy a car with high miles and you know that you don't drive a lot, then you eventually will catch up. Because you're only putting 5,000 miles and you got 40 from the beginning. In three years, you only got it now to 15 more than 40. So you got 55,000 after, you know, three years. So you caught up with the bullshit miles from the beginning. But some of these cars now, if you spend big money for them, $40,000, and you paying an $800 car note and a $300 car insurance note, that's $1,100 a month. And the car already got 40,000 miles on it. No, that's just not it. And I'm just saying across the board that nowadays car car prices, and where do you buy a car anymore? Like we said, the traditional way of doing other stuff, that Ticketron. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, everything you buy is connected to something. Auto Trade used to be a little magazine back when I came up in West Philly that sat on top of the cigarette machines and bars. I don't know if it was like that in the DMV area, but there was a magazine called Auto Trade that you opened up and it was everybody selling a car. I remember those. Now, Auto Trade is a brand. That connected to the internet, they want your cell phone, I mean, they want your email, all this shit, they want you to sign up for this and that, and, and for what? Why am I giving you all this shit when I'm just trying to buy a car? I'm not trying to be your friend. Then you got all these different other places out there, the Kelly Blue Book, which was an old joint we had back in the day, see how much cars work. Now, that's linked, again, to a a media conglomerate. 
that you got to go in again and pay a feed to do this. What the hell? You're taking all these products that have been around before you modern-day motherfuckers was born. You're taking the same product now, and you're putting it behind a glass case and saying, yeah, come on in and get it, but give me all your information first. And it's the same shit. Auto Trade, Kelly Blue Book. Now they got Carbana and all this shit. They got cars like they in a vending machine that come down the elevator. You see that big Carbana where it's a... I'm like, what the fuck? People put some money in a slot machine or what? I mean, what? why is all this fancy shit to throw you in heavy debt? You buy a car for $60,000, you're going to be paying $1,200 a month on the note. And the car insurance is going to rob you. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm going to leave it like that, but... Well, if you go to buy a new car today, boy, you better have a ton of fucking money mm-hmm. and good ass credit, or you will be fucked up. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. I've seen those things that look like the cars are in a big vending machine. Mm-hmm. Is that Carvana? Is that that one? Mm-hmm. Is that Carvana? Whatever it is. They got different ones, but they they want all know. your information. They want everything on you. Everything. By the time you can even look at them cars, they got your name, phone number, address, email, blah, blah, blah. Now you're going to get mail from everybody in the world because they're going to sell you shit. Oh, please. The racket is on. We ain't going for it. All right, Papa Didi. Thank you so much. Be on the lookout. Yeah, that's a lot of miles in one year, though. 40,000? Hell yeah. They want you to give them 60 grand? Mm-mm. Somebody already ch- took a chunk of that shit, 40,000 miles? You be foolish. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with Kettle. She's going to give us all the good juice on what's happening in the entertainment industry with the Hollywood wrap-up when we get back on the Pajama Party Show. You are listening to the original Pajama Party with Papa Didi, Red Wine, and myself, Kettle. You can listen to us on Deezer, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. So sit back and get your favorite cocktail and listen to your favorite pajama party crew wherever you get your podcast because we are everywhere. Welcome back to John Party. I'm your host, Papa Dita. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. It's time to get the juice on what's happening in Hollywood with Kettle mm-hmm. and the Hollywood rapper. Mm-hmm. Papa Didi, mm-hmm. can you uh, give Kettle her cue? Oh, my gosh. She's doing all these extra things. Here we go. I had to gargle. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well... <laughs> All right, go for it, Kel. All right, I was getting down with uh, my girl, Mary J. Shoot, I was getting on the tunes. I know, Um, that's your girl. Yeah, all right, we'll go to, as they call it, the third hour of GMA3. Um, The network and the GMA3, Uh they um, did uh, an anchor exit deal could come as soon as today. 
So it's a mm-hmm. note that the pair were, that's uh, T.J. Holmes and uh, Amy Robach. Um, so it's a note the pair were said to have um, not handled their romantic relationship appropriately and waited too long to share it with the exec at ABC. They don't like that. So according to TMZ, a uh, robot had alcohol in her dressing room which is in violation of the company policy and was used as means to remove the anchor from her gig. Uh, an additional accusation alleges that Robot went to the uh, NCAA College Football National Com- uh, Championship and showed up to the set drunk the next day. So um, the two trying to sue um, ABC um, because they prematurely fires them, is not going to work. So they're just going to give them a little severance spray and pat them on their way. So uh, that's going to be the end of them. But it's, it's interesting to see, if you watch the third out of, of the GMA3, they have a black guy and a white lady. They almost look similar to, to you know, the two who did uh, accident. It's so yeah, funny. Yeah, I that I'm like, <laughs> I that. I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, so apparently, yeah, apparently their combination seemed to work, but uh, I guess not on ABC's dime. I guess I guess that's what they're looking at. So, yeah, interesting. It's gonna be interesting where they're gonna end up, and I hope it's not Fox News. Please, no, not there. <laughs> um, also, in the news of Northwest to star in Paw Patrol movie with Kim Kardashian. Little brother St. West will also make a cameo appearance. Northwest is joining the Paul um, Patrol, the Mighty Movie cast, and will make her voice acting debut in upcoming films. Um, West will join her mom, Kim Kardashian, who is reprising her role as um, Dolores from the first movie. Interesting. And the little brother St. West, I mean, interesting names, is also said to make the cameo appearances as well. Uh, Serena Williams, um, Marcia Martin, uh, Taraji, and others also were part of the Paw Patrol cast as well. So, some well-known um, voices. Interesting. Hmm. This picture I'm looking at, I'm like, these kids, they grow up too fast. I'm like, God. Yeah, they oh, do. Oh, yeah. you got a lot of celebrities' children that are. <sighs> yes. Yes. Um, uh-huh. Also, um, about the Oscars. The 2023 Oscars, Black Panther, Wakanda, forever nominated in six categories. Of course, including actress Angela Bassett. She's nominated for Best um, Supporting Actress, of course. Um, Best Costume, Ruth Carter. Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Best Original Song, sung by um, Rihanna. And uh, Best Visual Effects. Um, I mean, they were snubbed as far as the best film, but Hey, if they get a few of these, hey, I won't be mad. But uh, they still could have won for best film. Here again, as you go back to what you said, Red Wine, about the critics, uh, there's <laughs> probably no blacks in the mix of those critics. Um, they don't there have a go. clue what's going on with Conda. So, no, you know, uh, yeah. So, um, also, the um, some films that got snubbed in this particular uh Oscar, um, you know, nomination, Viola Davis, Taylor, uh, Taylor Swift as well. Um, Viola Davis and the Woman King, 
Oh, that was off the chain. That movie was top notch. That was one of her best films. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, they just don't understand. Um, also, Tom Cruise and Top Maverick. That wasn't uh, mentioned as well. Um, Adam Sandler. I saw bits and pieces of this movie, Hustler. Uh, he was in this movie with Queen Latifah. He played a, um, a, a basketball, um, one of those uh, recruiters. Um, it was a bit too slow for me, so maybe that's one of the reasons why uh, they didn't get a, a nod. And also, um, the young lady, Daniela, um, did Wilder until she didn't get uh, a nomination as well. And people were disappointed about that. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to, to see who, who, who wins. Also, everybody knows the Super Bowl is coming up. Um, uh, Chris uh, Stapleton, that's the one that sings um, Tennessee uh, Whiskey. He's going to do the National Anthem. Oh, yeah, anthem. yeah. Yeah, I like that song. Shirley Ralph, she's going to perform the Black National Anthem. Interesting how they including us. And, uh, of course, Rihanna um, and some other artists are going to do the halftime performance. So I can't wait. Um, also, Babyface, he'll be um, included in that as well. So I can't wait to see what's going to happen with that um, halftime. But, uh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Shirley Ralph, I mean, she's she's getting her props. She's getting her kudos, I have to say. Good. Um, yeah. Also, um, Jennifer Lopez, she's in a new movie was um Josh Dono. She um the movie is called Shotgun Wedding and she did a lot of her stunts but she said in one scene she almost fell off a cliff. Oh so, uh yeah, that's what I said. Um I guess they're gonna put throw in some some stunt doubles from now on, Jennifer Lopez, you might think twice about doing her stunts, but uh yeah, she almost fell off this cliff, but uh, that's supposed to be a good movie. Shotgun Wedding just came out today. That one, and it's another one. Uh, the Shotgun Wedding's in, in, in the movie theater, but this last film, um, uh, You People, starring Eddie Murphy, uh, Jonah Hill, Lauren London, um, Julia uh, Dreyfus, Nia Long, and David Duchovny. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Is that and a directed movie by, or a series? It's a movie. It's on Netflix. It's directed oh, okay. uh, by Kenyon Barron and written by her as well. So, uh, yeah, check it out on Netflix. Uh, oh, Kenyon Eddie Barron Murphy did and that Neil, Yeah, uh, Eddie Murphy he, and Neil Long. You know is, what? I just uh-huh. wanted to interject one thing. Kenyon Barris, um, he has been accused of being obsessed with doing things about interracial relations and stuff, interracial but that's, stuff. That's his story. Right, that's his story. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's his thing. You know, he did blackish, mixish. Uh, right. I don't know what else, but that's, you know, that's been his thing. Right, he, he shakes things up. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's going to be interesting to see Eddie Murphy and Neil Long play Laura London's parents. <laughs> And Julia Lee Dreyfus, Julia Dreyfus and David Duchovny plays uh, Jonah Hill's uh, parents. So uh, okay. check it out, you people. And that's my Hollywood wrap up for tonight. All right. 
Thank you, Ken. Oh, wait, before the applause starts, I have one more for you. Did you get the, uh, it's been confirmed that the original cast of Girls Trip is returning for the sequel that's going to be set oh. in Ghana? Yes, I'm sorry. I did forget um, that. You're right. Yep. Yeah. Just, just heard about that. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, yeah. it's going to be funny. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. I can yeah, imagine. Yeah, so we'll be on the lookout <laughs> for that one. For sure. Uh, yeah. Even though it's been interesting that there are there is a contingency of people, black people on Twitter that are trying to get Tiffany Haddish replaced. Really? Because of all the previous controversy, yeah, with her and that situation with that comedian and you know, that skit about the pedophile and whatever. So they gonna black some controversy. Forever? I mean she she yeah, has to I get guess. back to work sometimes. Come on now. Really? Yeah. But oh, I, I I found it curious that these are black folks trying to cancel her, cancel her. I'm like, well, can y'all like let the woman like live her life? Right. Man, At anyway. least to try to exonerate herself or something. God. Yeah. Yeah. Like get up off of her. That's just what we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. Of all yeah. the things that we can put energy behind, does that need to be one of them? I think not. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, that right. takes us down to the kiss it list. Papa Didi, can you please explain to the good folks what exactly is the kiss it list? Well, so people that have uh, shot themselves in the foot, showed their butt, and a whole nine. And um, you know, one, I want to go one thing from the from the previous part of the show. Like we were saying about Ticketmaster, uh, the way they would do it with with different performers, like a anybody, Earth Wind and Fire or any. Once the tickets sold out, the artist would stay for another night. You know what I mean? Depending on how much they sold. So, I mean, I think that they they really need to talk and. You know, this is how you eliminate the crap: is that you got to extend the performance. Mm-hmm. Let them be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But stop jacking up the prices and letting the rich folks get in there and make money. If you're rich, then you made money. Why are you still trying to get over when you're involving little people? That's where the controversy came in. I just want to put that out there. Cause okay. When you mix rich folks with little people, this when the shit hit the fan. Yeah, uh, the first person we put on the list uh, would be... Uh, I got Ticketmaster and Live Nation. And those officers in Memphis. Yeah, definitely. But you didn't have to do that to that brother, not at all. And I just think that the media should stop showing that. You know, you did it tonight because you said you're going to show it. But if anybody missed it tonight, let them get it on their own area. You know, don't don't be showing that. We don't want to see nobody get their ass whooped 50 times. Because you wouldn't do it to a white person getting their ass whooped. So, you know. The narrative is always with us, where they can open up and let it out. Oh, look at it. It's going to be graphic. Yeah. You know. We're talking about it might be triggering. I'm like, well, then why are we seeing it? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, I've got, um, I don't, they didn't release this woman's name, but there's a teacher who has been fired out of Killeen, Texas. She was, she was a middle school teacher. She gave her students, who were mostly black and Hispanic, 
a word scramble assignment that had words in it such as fat, crackhead, bitch, and nigger. So, of course, when the parents saw it, they were outraged and demanded some kind of result, and the school fired her. But I just don't even understand why. what was going through her head. Like, why would you even put stuff like this to say, unscramble these words, and you got the word nigger? Hey, she a nigger. Crackhead, fat, and bitch? I'm like, what? Was that F-A-T? You know what? Was woman white or black? White. That's why. And her students are black in that way. That's why. She sees it in that way, and that's sad. Yes. I agree. Can't say it. It is sad. Also, I've got the Fox News Network for being so stupid that they didn't Mm -hmm. realize that that A&W thing about the bear was just a joke. Like, why would you run with that and say A&W has fallen uh, prey to the woke mob and all of this because they mentioned about the bear putting pants on their mascot? It was a joke. Relax. My goodness. Um, I'm keeping George Santos on the list with his lying self. His, um, I don't know if you all saw it. There was an interview with one of his, uh, well, I don't know about one, but with his ex-boyfriend who they asked, do you think he will resign? And his ex-boyfriend said, absolutely not. His ego is way too large. This is something he has wanted for a long, long time. He is not going to resign. So, George Santos, you're still on the kiss it list. Trump's on the kiss it list. Um, I'm going to say everybody who has recently discovered that they had top secret documents in their house or garage or somewhere on their property, all of y'all are on the kiss it list. That's from Trump to Biden to Pence to, who was the other one? Somebody else, too. Pompeo, I think. It's like, why are these people holding on to these papers? I don't get it. it, it when the, when the job is over, get get rid of that stuff. You something sparked the interest and he never gave it back. Yeah, like, get rid of that stuff. Anybody else on the kitchen list? Oh. Yeah, boy, Jim Jordan. Oh, Jim Jordan, Congress uh, Senator. No, he's a congressman. congressman. He's smart enough to be senator. Okay, Congressman Jim Jordan mm-hmm. with the short sleeves. He was over here talking that jazz about Biden today, and he's just a okay he's a mess. with his smack talking self. Marjorie Taylor mm-hmm. Greene, I gotta include her. She tried to get some bill passed. I forgot what the bill was for, but she only got fourteen votes. So the, the the vote was like fourteen to four hundred and something. <laughs> she looked real mm-hmm. stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. and she couldn't even. That that was like really a low, 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 low vote. Mm-hmm. So she's on the kiss it list. Anybody else? Go on once. Nope. Go on twice. All right. Here's a special gift for everybody on this week's kiss it list. Kiss my in. Hey. Kiss my Irish ass. You better kiss my Irish ass. This world kiss my ass. 
my ass. You can just All right, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darling. It is now time for the last word. Mm. Papa DD, what is your last word? Man, my last word is just watch yourself. All the stuff I talked about tonight, the big box stores, the car dealerships and everything, different subscriptions you may have when it comes to uh, streaming TV, just watch your money because everybody's trying to get it. You look up and you blow out five hundred dollars to a grand just fucking around, mm-hmm. you know. So that's the stuff. Well, my last word is let's all work on trying to censor our emotions when it comes to mm-hmm. reacting to stuff. There's yeah. too many people just popping off at a drop of a hat Especially over nothing. Especially driving. Yeah, I'm saying general, just over nothing. It's too much violence, too mm-hmm. much attitude, too much reaction. Let's everybody just try harder to keep the lid on. Relax. Everything doesn't require a response, and it sure doesn't require a violent response. And that's my last word. Mm. What's your last word? Um, just be safe out here. Might have to start getting out here early and doing what you need to do. Because I'm telling you, these evening streets and late night streets, it's just nothing for nobody to be out here. Right? It's, just, it's just getting rough. So, You're um, right. Yeah. We got to get back to the simplest things. <laughs> you know, yeah, um, right. like my mama would say, you got to go out there and get a couple of those, you know what? <laughs> I can't say the word. <laughs> But um, I have to say, uh, yeah, yeah, Mama, Mama Z, she, she, she would have gave me something to talk about. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> I know that's right. Oh, yeah, and she is is truly being missed. It's been four years now, but uh, Mama God Z, bless. rest in peace. Yeah, rest in heavenly peace. All right, that's my last word. Amen. All right, Papa D. You know, I also think it's taking too damn long to get bright light in the morning, you know. That's really pissing me off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's just this whole daylight saving. It's killing me, man. That. I'm like, yeah. I'm looking up at, I, I mean, I was wanting to go out this morning and do something. And I really don't like traveling in the dark first thing in the morning. I want to get out early, but I want some light when I get out there with all the crazy out there. It don't get light till like seven fifteen, seven twenty in the morning. I'm like, damn, it's already yeah. seven o'clock and it's still dark. What? We need to do something with that daylight. We need to keep daylight saving as a permanent thing or something because the lighting is crazy now. And you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Just, 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 uh, 
my last word is definitely be, be safe. I mean, that's, that's the main thing. Be careful. Take a look before you step out your front door. You open up your door to go outside, look both ways first before you put mm-hmm. your feet out that door. That's a good practice. Mm-hmm. There's vicious out there. All right. Well, let's say good night. All right. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Kevin. Good night. Thanks for listening. And good night, and shout out to the Sphinx Symphony. It's one of the, if not the only, black and Hispanic symphony orchestras. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. Keep doing your thing. Good mm-hmm. night to everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Konnichiwa. Adios. Arrivederci. Ciao. Oh, boy. <laughs> I am the wiggle. Oh, boy. There he goes they again. All right. On that note, we're out of here. We'll do it again next month, next Friday. Happy next month, yeah. what's yeah. left of January. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Aravateji, Sayonara, and all that sort of shit. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Gabi Ko. Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night.